this is about the true unraveling, how we have made sexuality and sensuality and pleasure like a a bad thing and shameful thing. We shame people for talking about it, being it, feeling it, yet we all want it. Instead of being so narrow-sighted and thinking that, you know, I'm going to get, you know, to please everyone that I find attractive sexually, (laughs) I feel like what I've come to understand is I can do it through my work. I can do it through a song. I can help others do it through a song. Welcome to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast, where we are empowering an army of artists on the leading edge. My name is Holly Shaw, best-selling author of The Creative Formula, hypnotherapist, and creativity coach. On this weekly show, we're going to be helping you to excel at your craft and find your edge, because it is my belief that your creative mind, open to its own genius, has the power to change the world. You're listening to episode number three, Sex and Sensuality on Stage and in Show Business. Being in touch with our own sexuality and our own sensuality gives us a powerful advantage as artists and performers. You know, I remember one client who I worked with, she was a singer and she had this beautiful glow about her when she was on stage singing. And she came to me in order to get inspired to write more songs so that she could step up her game in her performances. And one day it dawned to me, we were about five sessions in, and I was watching her sing, and I realized she was hiding her sexuality. And it hadn't been immediately clear, although she's perfectly confident while singing, vibrant in many ways, soulful even, there was, there was a power that was missing. So the next time she stopped singing, I, you know, I asked her, I said, how do you feel about sex? And, uh, you know, her eyes kind of misted up and her cheeks even went pink. And she said, um, it's sometimes gotten me in trouble in the past. So sure enough, I had been able to see that she had cut herself off from her sexuality in some ways. At some point, things happened that made her feel shameful or made her feel embarrassed or unsafe being in her sexual power. And so she'd hidden it away. So we spent the next hour working to get her to, you know, reconnect to her hips, to her lower body where the sexual energy originates. And at first she was resistant to the idea. Hey, why do I have to be sexy? She wanted to know. But it wasn't about her being overtly sexy or wearing sexy clothes or portraying sexuality for anyone else. But it was about more about the pleasure, like using that pleasurable experience, the heat and the passion that comes from what some people would call our root chakra, but most people more understand is our sexual organs. It's about her singing from there because that's the seat of our desire. That's the seat of our passion. And when a performer connects with that, then that feeling, that heat 
transfers to everyone who is watching. It's like a visceral, natural response that we have. So you know how when you have chemistry with someone and the sparks are flying, it's just like that. You feel lit up in their presence. And this is the power of sex and creativity. creativity, in my mind, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it's practically a no-brainer, right? Sex is the very thing that creates a human being. It is the ultimate creative act. It's the most innate creative power that we're born with, the power to create another human. We need that reproductive creativity in order to survive. And whether you like to think of it or not, Sexual energy is a big part of creativity. It's a big part of performance. In my book, The Creative Formula, I talk about the three steps that are present in any creative act. They are alignment, allowing, and articulation. Now, just in a nutshell, alignment is getting prepared to create. So getting in the right mind frame, the right mood. Allowing is the creative play space. That's the space where anything goes and you're just following your trail of interest. And then articulation is the editing. So that's the refinement, the composing, and the finishing. And when you look at sexuality... You can see these three phases of creativity inherent in the very act of sexuality. So in this case, alignment would be the seduction. So alignment would be that getting in the mood to write. Um, Getting in the, you know, just it's just like getting turned on. And then allowing is that act of just enjoying improvising or brainstorming ideas can feel a lot like sex because you're going where your pleasure leads you and seeing what comes of it. That's why we sometimes get such a rush from this part of the creative process. And then articulation. (laughs) Articulation is the art and the craft of lovemaking. Just as when we refine our work, we intentionally play with the tension and the release and we look for ways to make our work better we look for ways to create essentially that feeling of climax and orgasm here's an interesting thing to think about have you ever noticed that if your mind wanders to everyday mundane things while you're having sex it's kind of tough to orgasm yeah So that's the same, that mirrors exactly what happens in the creative process. It's only by staying with your pleasure when you're creating something and following it to the end that you can get there, just like any other creative act. You won't finish if you get too heady and too critical about everything and you just stop playing the game. that I birthed the idea for this particular episode, two familiar faces rose to mind. One of Lucia Paxton and Valentino Peeps. 
related only by the fact that they are two people I happen to know already and I hold in high regard, and they have a lot to say on the topic of sex and creativity. Valentino Peeps is a music producer and musician and the primary creative force behind Starfire Global Music Group and one of the primary sound engineers for Reclaim Music Studio in Berkeley, California. He is one of the most hardworking, gigging musicians in the Bay Area that I know. He's been playing for over 20 years with various Bay Area premier musical groups. And just listen to this clip of him singing that he recently posted on Instagram. When I listen to that, I just hear the sensuality and the love just like dripping from his voice. And now meet Lucia Paxton. Lucia teaches the art of sensual pleasure to women around the world. A sought-after speaker and master of sensual pleasure, Lucia has been featured on the Ignite Intimacy podcast, Discover Her Radio, Medium.com, and most recently, Bustle.com. She hosts a weekly educational live stream on O School, which, if you haven't heard about it yet, is the hottest new thing. It's a revolutionary pleasure-based sex education website, which has been featured on Forbes, Huffington Post, Glamour, and more. And Lucia and her husband of 21 years, Trevor, they are co-founders of Luscious Love Life. They teach courses, lead retreats, and train women and couples in the art of sensuality. Consider her your pleasure instigator. I felt all the creativity in my body, all the, the places where I'd once desired to paint and move and were tapped out. I was constantly tapped out. Until I learned a different way. I learned. I, sh- I learned. When we come back, I'll be talking with Valentino and Lucia about how to use sensuality and sexuality in your art and on stage. If you love listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast, then you should subscribe on your iTunes app. Subscribing is free and you do it simply by the click of a button. And it means that new episodes show up in your playlist and you never miss one. Also, while you're there, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. And hey, listen to this. If you leave a review, good or bad, you'll automatically get entered to win an autographed copy of my book, The Creative Formula. That's right. I'm going to write a little message in there and take it to the post office for you and everything. So every week after our February 14th launch, I'm going to be picking one reviewer's name out of a hat and declaring a winner. So leave me a review and it could be you receiving that book. Listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast with me, Holly Shaw. Call and leave a comment at 415-870-7064. Again, that's 415-870-7064. Or you can find out more about us on the web at performersandcreatorslab.com. So I'm sitting here with Valentino Peeps and Lucia Paxton, and I'm excited, you guys, to have you both here for this conversation today. Thank you for having us. 
Thank you, Holly. It's so fun to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I am too. You know, I know um, just a disclosure for everyone listening. Um, Both of these people are, you know, amazing in their fields of expertise, which is why they're here. But I also happen to be really close friends with them both. So it's, it might get a little, it might get a little frisky in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, Valentino, like, when you, you're a very sensual performer. <laughs> I do, just, I do. I feel, I feel deeply. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just going to tell, you know, the listeners that Valentino and I used to be in a band together called Out to California. And so I, my position on stage, I was dancing with the band and my position was right smack in front of <laughs> Valentino. Hello. <laughs> and that's how we, our opening number I think I was always facing you because we had our backs to the right, audience for right, the first right. and I remember I'd look over at you and I'd be like give you the you know we'd look yeah, at each other like yeah here we go that, and feed that into that song. energy yeah. mm-hmm. that's a huge part of uh, self expression mm. and then especially when it's performing art you know like you can't help but <laughs> you know have some of that spill into what you're doing whether you're leaning into it or you're just kind of not even aware of your own power you know mm. i think that everyone has it and i think it's one of the forces that it subconsciously attracts people to the work we do is how in tune we are with that side of ourselves I agree. And also, Mm -hmm. if we're we're willing to explore and learn about it, not necessarily sexually, but just as a sentient being, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. how do we get into into a zone and does it involve that aspect of ourselves and can we manipulate it and find ways to make it part of our... uh, how how do we say palette, I guess, mm-hmm. our creative palette. Yeah. You know, like that's something as a producer that I really work hard to um, help my clients unravel within themselves. For those who love music and who really want to like get a sense of what I'm talking about, just go watch Prince. Right. Right. Yeah. Completely. Very very much so. Yeah. Without boundaries. And this being said, it's like um, at the same time, because of our cultural conditioning and rules, those rules don't aren't quite the same for those people who might identify as female. So what, um, you know, one artist can get away with another artist may not depending on how they identify themselves mm-hmm. and, um, and what they're portraying. And there's, you know, there's, um, there's deeper pieces to this, yeah. you know, oh, that wow. we aren't, that we aren't really talking about, you know, for example, I think there's actually a real famous speech by Madonna that she did. I was just going to say that. Yeah. She talks about, you know, I was, I was using my pleasure, my sec- my sexuality to, feel and experience my creativity and here was prince who was doing the same thing and he was being revered as this creative genius and i was using my my own natural sexuality to feel and she really was and she influenced a whole generation of women yeah we grew up with we grew up with her and so but if you identified with that role 
you were actually considered a slut. But yeah. if you were a man or anybody who identified with Prince, it was cool to be sexy. And I, I loved both of them equally, you know, as a, as a young woman, I was influenced by both of them on a different way, but one, one was okay. And one was not. And I think a lot of that had to do with the, with the, the gender roles that were already in place for women and men. And like that we've set so many roles in this masculine feminine. Right. And now maybe there's a new conversation around these roles, kind of unravel these roles altogether. Yeah. yeah. And, and look at each other as just sensing beings rather than yeah. masculine, feminine. Sure. Well, and I'm also curious, like, you know, we talk about, we're, now we're talking about like people that are sort of sexy. I mean, they're tapping into their sexuality. It's very, it comes from a very authentic place when Prince and Madonna are sexy. It's like, it's not like they're trying to be sexy for us, right? They're, they're doing it. You can feel that it's coming from like them at the Absolutely. same time. Like what, you know, I know there are artists that are like, but I don't want to be sexy for you. I don't want to exploit my sexuality, but how can I use it? You know, but I, I still think you can use that vital life force, that sexual yeah. energy without necessarily being sexy. So I just want us to say in this conversation that we're not necessarily saying you have to be sexy to use no. it. Right. Yeah. This has nothing to do with like your uh, being sexiness or if you're going to wear garters or high heels or low cut shirts. It has to it's really an embodiment yeah. of who you are. Yeah. You're going to be be who you are or you're not. And when you're worried about how others are perceiving you, um, that changes the game. If you can just be you because it's pleasing to you without fear and without those doubts, it's then you're going to show up to somebody else as like, you know, wow, what's that woman got that I don't? Like people want to have that experience with you. The people that, you know, make a mark, you better be, you better be certain that they have engaged their, their joy and pleasure in life. Those are the people that we do remember because they, they broke the rules, you know, it's like, but even Catherine Hepburn says, you know, if you obey all the rules, you miss all the fun. (laughs) when we come back lucia and valentino share their unique perspectives on the recent revealing of the onslaught of sexual harassment and abuse in hollywood and i ask them what do they see as a solution to moving forward It's time for an initiation exercise. This initiation exercise is called the circle strut and squeeze. Here's an exercise to try that will help you connect with your sexual power. I've given this exercise to clients who are actors and want something to help them feel really on for an audition. And I've also used this as a way to help artists feel more creative, calm, and centered. So here we go. Stand with your feet a little farther than hip width apart. You're going to circle your hips, starting with big circles, so big that your upper body has to lean forward and then backwards a bit as you do them. And then make the circles smaller and smaller, 
bringing the motion gradually in so that eventually only your hips are making tiny little circles and the rest of you is still. And I want you to imagine that you are circling around a small red ball of fire right in the center of your pelvis and you're drawing your circle ever tighter around it. And once you've gotten as small as you can, then just be still there for a moment. Be still and focus on that little red fireball in the bottom of your pelvis. And then next you're going to squeeze your bottom So you're tilting your pelvis up in the direction of your face and you can do this a few times, okay? So you're squeezing and releasing. So you squeeze your butt and then you relax and you squeeze and you relax. And then next, you're going to take a walk or a strut around the room, taking up as much space as possible with each step. So you're stretching your legs and you're feeling your hips Shift and move as you strut, allowing your spine to stack naturally on top of your pelvis and your chest and your head are floating confidently above. The circle strut and squeeze works for a few reasons. The circle gets you into your hips and your root chakra, which is the seat of all your sexual power. The squeeze helps you quiet any shaking or nervousness in your body by sending the blood flowing back up in the direction of your brain. And the strut helps you get comfortable in taking up more space and being bigger. You are listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast with me, Holly Shaw. Call and leave a comment at 415-870-7064. Again, that's 415-870-7064. Or you can find out more about us on the web at performersandcreatorslab.com. So many of my clients in the Performers Creators Lab community in general are artists who have had their sexuality exploited. And recently, you know, all of this is really coming up. Um, I have a lot of my clients are actors in LA. And, you know, with everything that's going on with sexual harassment in Hollywood, they're being reminded in every audition, every casting call. So I want to ask both of you in regards to our sexuality and what's going on in the world right now. What do you think is the way forward out of all of this? Lucia. Wow. That's a wonderful question. Truly, now that there's this energy on the table, what I've noticed is that there's so much available um, for us to have conversations around using our communication, really starting to ask those, these questions, shifting what we're actually teaching in schools, which is so, you know, based in reproductive health, really shifting the conversation around pleasure, what that feels like, and utilizing, letting women know it's okay to actually stand in their strength and in in their senses, in their sensual pleasure, like that is actually something that will, um, 
that should not be pushed away. This time, this energy needs, needs to be used and the conversations need to be had. And you see it everywhere. Women are seeking their emancipation around their sexuality. What does that really look like? And truly, it's not about like shaming each other at this point. Now the energy is here. The experiences we have are, are, are ours. It's time to own them and not feel victimized by them, but use them as like to catapult our pleasure forward and to tell the truth about it. And not, you know, not, this is not to me, um, a be angry and, and tell men that they're bad at all. Actually, this yeah. is, um, there's very, an opportunity here for us to start to enjoy each other on a, on a completely new level. And that's where sensuality is plays a huge role because everything's been based on you know the sexual tension but when we're really appreciating each other through our senses and and communicating about it we can create a whole new direction for each other so so I hear you and I understand what you mean when you say that but I'm also listening with the ear of an actor in Hollywood right now. And I just spoke to one the other day and she's like, it's this weird dance, you know, like I don't want to use my sensuality or my sexuality. I'm afraid, like, am I using them to get the job now by being a little extra sexy or flirty or, you know, like, am I crossing the line? There's all this sort of awkwardness right now. And so if they were to hear you say like, oh, yeah, use your sensuality even more, they might be like, what do you mean? You know, just simply like, what? Yeah, of course. Well, sensuality has been given a bad rap because people automatically assume it's connected to sex. But sensuality in its very pure form is engaging one or more of your senses. And that's why people go to the movies. And that's why people go to see a performance is people, you're watching somebody on on screen in a love scene and they are they're not faking it. They're really feeling their senses and we're feeling that that's what a good performance is about is how true that person taps into their senses. So in the process of going, you know, out of fear, if, you know, what I've noticed is now there's this air of fear. Yes. If I do this, if I do this, will that mean that that person gets free reign to say, see, you use sex to get the role. Nothing really has to change around how somebody comes into an audition. What has to change is really the conversations that we're having way before these women come in and men come in. It has to change on a different level on how the conversations around pleasure and sexuality are addressed from a very young age and they're not hidden anymore. Bold, bold, um, I think it's a very bold opinion at this time. I've, thank you. I've considered what it would mean to say that because I want to say I have great empathy being a woman to say that I can't, um, to say that the feeling a woman has after sexual harassment or rape or any type of interaction that has caused a sensation that feels like pain and disrupted her life. You know, interestingly enough, I believe that the thing that's going to move them through it is really connecting to their pleasure. It's the same thing. The same thing that they think is the problem is actually the source of all, all, all healing and goodness. I just got chills when you said that, like healing went out to a million women that are going to listen to this in the future just by hearing you say that. 
Thank you know, <laughs> I have a big heart around this. I mean, I come from a long line of women. I have three sisters. I am a mother of a 17 year old daughter. I get it. I've yeah. been it. I, I am it. Yeah. And I know how I move through it too. Yeah. That's beautiful. So Valentina, what do you think as a man too? Like what, what do you think is our way forward? Through this time period? Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you this. There's a lot of learning that has to be done on both ends. You know, uh, now it could be, you know, a man and a man, a woman and a woman. Yeah. Man and a woman. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking very hetero. You know, and I think it's very similar to what Lucia is saying. Um, There's something deeper that has to be kind of unraveled in, in the way we discourse, you know, the way people are allowed to present what they feel. Because I think that's the other part is a lot of people just sexuality is like this thing that exists in all these realms, but it's not interconnected in a wholesome kind of way to how even life is created. You know, mm. it's almost like having a kid and sex are different, you know, and it's, it's like, <laughs> So, you know, I think there's something in that zone that that people have to start to, like, actually kind of honor and bow down to, you know, Mm. like, sex is the reason why everyone is here, you know, (laughs) so it's like, I think once people can sort of have an openness to that and, and, and just, whether they believe that sex is important or not, you know, be able to have, um, more of an open kind of conversational playing field, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I recently went through a, a situation with um, someone who I was, uh, who I'm, you know, working with professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my world, I am very sexually kind of, I'm, I'm open. I talk to people about sex. I If I have a dream about somebody, you know, um, I I would want to talk to that person about that dream. You know what I mean? Like, not, and you know, and I realize in my own self, you know, there's definitely better ways to engage a conversation like that without it immediately feeling like I'm going for some sort of invasive, right? But I also, I feel like those are the type of conversations that if we steer away from consistently or constantly, you know, then you have a Harvey Weinstein, you know, who can mm. do all the shit that he did. And because he feels these, he has no other option. Because he hasn't been talking about what the fuck he's thinking, you know, or yeah. feeling. So it's like, and then society's like, well, keep that to yourself. And it's like, well, you know. Bingo. You know, if this guy was able to talk to people about how he felt, even the people who he might have been feeling things towards, which, you know, it's a borderline sexual harassment case in most instances. But if people can have an understanding for like, this is part of life, then it's like, okay, well maybe we can open up to learn something from each other and also learn how to tell each other, Hey, that's great. And I'm just not that person, even though you think maybe, you know, something is possible is off or you're reading, maybe you're reading something a certain way where it's like, like what we're saying with auditions and, and, and acting and stuff. I mean, you gotta put that mojo in the in in your work, or Absolutely. else it's gonna be short of what Absolutely. you can completely do. And, oh, that's so and, so true. You know, so yeah. 
for people to be fearful of putting their their sensual sexual identity into their craft, I think is a disservice. You yeah. Know? And so, yeah. I would love to speak on that actually yeah. because I um, had an experience recently not that long ago with a woman actually, and you guys know me really well. I'm flirty, right? I'm sensual. I'm flirty. I'm like out there. I flirt with everybody. It's kind of my way of being. And I, you know, sort of made a sort of fun flirty joke with this woman. And it turned into her telling me at some point that I sexually harassed her. You know, and I was like, what? You know, like that doesn't even fall into my, I didn't even know that I could, I, it was possible for me. You know, I just don't think of myself as ever wanting to harm anyone that way, ever make them feel uncomfortable. Um, but I, it was a beautiful experience because it happened right around all this Harvey Weinstein yeah. when it first broke. Yeah. And it gave me that other perspective, yeah. you know, of how sensitive we can be and how, um, you know, I'm not talking about rape or, you know, things where it's like very clearly, um, there's a huge boundary cross there, you know, um, but just, you know, in the words that we say to each other, that we can step on each other's toes in ways that we don't even realize, you know, without meaning to. I agree. You know, words, words will, um, you know, thinking about what we say before we say it, this is where the communication comes into play is really Mm -hmm. important. And also this other part of like, knowing that you're totally responsible for how you you feel and that um, if you let something build or you don't say, hey, what did you mean by that comment? Right. You yeah. say, oh, I, I'm very flirty and I feel really excited about my life and I was you know, being flirty. And then they say, oh, okay, I thought you were coming on to me. You could say, well, that wasn't the case. I'm, I'm a flirty person. You know, that kind of, that kind of, um, that kind of interaction happens all the time. I mean, I know I'm very flirty and we've been told as women, don't shine your light. Don't, you know, only do it, only shine your light and open your legs when you're married in the bedroom for this person and a penis, you know, and that's kind of how we go out there in this world. Like if we're flirty and fun and being fun and we're not five years old or 10 year old years old, there's these rules that are put on women and women put them on women and men put them on women too. And it, it, has nothing to do with your sexual orientation. It has to do with their cultural conditioning. And, you know, more and more these days, this art, there's a lost art of sensual connection between people. And when people aren't even feeling that within themselves, they're just going to think, you know, they're going to come up with all different scenarios in their head rather than actually ask the questions or get clarification so and I'm not saying this to shun the other person at all no of I mean, their feelings are valid at the same yeah, time I mean I had to own that that that's how they felt about yeah. it you know yeah. same here yeah. I had to I had to definitely apologize because I was in in you know in in my in my mind I was simply kind of interacting in the open I thought I was being open and, yeah but when I read over like the letter that I had or the text that I had sent, it did like in, in the way I wrote it, you know, it, it did. I was basically coming onto her, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's a, um, 
you know, professionally, that's a that's a very gray area, you know. And now it's uh, not even a gray area. It's like you just it's not acceptable, just don't. you know. So in my quest, you know, to be a lover of many, because I, <laughs> I do really enjoy the act of of sex, but um, I've learned through uh, evolving into more of a sensual understanding of where it all comes from that. In art, we have the vehicle to not uh, limit ourselves instead of being so narrow-sighted and thinking that, you know, I'm going to get, you know, to please everyone that I find attractive sexually. (laughs) I feel like what I've come to understand is I can do it through my work. I can do it through a song. I can help others do it through a song. If the music starts to ride, I want to make a change. Then I will go to the end. Make a change. Maybe in the light. Maybe just a solo. Orgasm is the ride of your lifetime. Mm. <laughs> Sex is fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's I fun. It. it is fun. <laughs> Great answer. Um, let's see. Um, intimacy. Being willing to put your attention on somebody else and feeling feeling it in your own body. Mm. Mm. What things give you the most pleasure? Uh, dancing, kissing, having the perfect fig that is not overripe with a little bit of goat cheese and prosciutto, um, experiencing my orgasm on my terms and how I want it. My daughter's voice, her art, her music, how she appreciates. Um, Laughing, laughing with Trevor and being in community with other fun people, Mm -hmm. women especially. It doesn't really matter, just people. I love people. Love it. Your turn, Valentina. My turn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Creativity is? It's a way to uncover the wheels of our own personal universe and the universe at large. Wow. Okay. Nice way to begin. (laughs) Um, Ecstasy. I believe it's a place that 
requires less work than what we think to achieve. Mm. Mm. Nice. Sex. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) You both had one word answers. (laughs) I love it. Many of the topics and ideas for these episodes come directly from your posts and your comments in the Performers and Creators Lab community Facebook group. So be sure to find us and join us there. You can share what you're working on. You can meet some of the guests on the show and get support from me and the other members of the group. Show ideas also come from my amazing team of creative think tankers, Melanie Myers, Erica Milligan, and Hannah Romanowski. And a big thank you to my producer, Q Fortier and executive producer Robert Cholino and Voice America Network. And thank you for listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. And be sure to subscribe so that you can look forward to a new episode every week. My name is Holly Shaw. 